And you're listening to the Clapcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Oh, I'm calling out, calling out. Stop it, we're not an ASMR team. Stop it, it's creepy. Welcome to the Clockcast episode. I'm just, um, I was inspired. One of my favorite podcasts um, did a whole episode in ASMR voice. And now I want to do it too. Because ASMR is amazing, but I don't want to listen to you do ASMR. (laughs) Welcome to episode 97 of the Clockcast. It is Thursday, December the 9th? 8th. December the 8th. Hopefully. It might be the ninth by the time you hear this, depending on if I get this edited in time, but we are recording on the 8th for once. I believe in you, Marvin. I know we got an event tonight, though. We do. Mm. We own the 8th, as always, every 8th of the month. Would have been a good giveaway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am your host, Marvin Yue, joined by... Minji Chang. And this week, we are joined by our intern, Lily Rugo. For the very, very last time for this Stop semester. Stop it. She is, for me again. It is her last no. day. She's going heading back to Boston. Um, to the cold. There's going to be a cold snap when I land. It's going to be awful. <laughs> oh, you already looked ahead? Yeah. That's oh, I've gotten like no. blizzard warnings for home and I've gotten cold snap warnings for Boston. That's what you get. We're here wearing t-shirts and shit here in California. <sighs> it's pretty warm today. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, before we um, put Minji in a further depression for the loss of another intern. No! <laughs> this week, we're going to talk all about, maybe not all about Moana, but we're going to talk about Moana, which Minji and I have both seen so twice now. crying right now. <laughs> and Lily has not seen. So we're going to try our best to I'm glaring down. convince you to the go watch it, right even though now. you're already watching it later. I'm going to but, hopefully see um, it we, We've already put this topic off long enough. If Minji doesn't start talking about it and sharing her feelings, she might literally explode. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already ready to cry. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't here last week. And we, I kind of wanted to talk about last week already, but she was she was busy. Hats off to uh, Will Choi for that. Very in, impressive. Impeccable uh, <laughs> impersonation. I should really tell him to impersonate me too. <laughs> that would have made it very much more equitable <laughs> next time we have Will on. Well, okay. Why don't, you, why don't you make an impression of me right now? Of you? What do I sound like? Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. No. Don't put me on the spot. I'll perform when I'm good and ready. <laughs> when you're at least expecting it. Oh, just like, I hate Christmas. <laughs> That's me characterizing myself. Yes. Acting. Each and every week we start the podcast with a roundtable discussion on what's on our minds in pop culture and Asian American culture. Things. I guess. Current events. Lily, since you are leaving me and I'm devastated and brokenhearted, I would like for you to start off with your contribution to the table topic. Well, I told Marvin earlier I don't really have a pop culture topic. Because I've just been 
paralyzed by finals and thoughts of the future. So does that count? No, that's fine. Okay. That is pop culture for a large portion of our Asian American demographic. Just being paralyzed by finals in the future. Yeah. Well, don't yeah. be paralyzed. Well, I'm I'm not. I'm better now because I turned in all my finals and I'm officially done. So then you're done. So you're not I'm paralyzed done. anymore. Yeah. No, it's just now I'm just worried about the future. No, don't do that. See, this is why we need to start the meditations young. Meditations? Yes. I'm like on this big thing. Marvin's heard so much about this the last, what, three years. But I'm very big on promoting meditation, especially, I mean, it's always been something that was, I think, beneficial for society. But especially now, especially with millennial generations onward, is with all the overstimulation. This is why Minty fits in so well with L.A. culture. See, this I is try, not just L.A. culture. I this try is to meditate and I end up taking a nap. That's also good. But like there's guided meditations. Like there's a whole world out there. Again, I talk about ASMR. I talk about meditation. But I'm... Oh, ASMR. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. That's all on you. You walked into that But one. it's it's relaxation because, um, I don't know, just like we've talked so much about how we have so many different things that we see in a matter of an hour. On average, right? Like if we just quantifiably broke it down and did like a thesis study. The amount of stuff that you see that stresses somebody out or overwhelms you emotionally, psychologically, things that we see, hear, experience is just like rapid fire all the time. That's personally how I feel. I feel mm. if compared to my parents' generation, we looked at what their day looked like. It's a way more toned down, low key version. Not to say that they didn't have well, stressors. You know, sometimes you just need like... Taking a break is definitely some an art form that's been lost in this generation of social media and needing them be up on your like personal branding at the beginning sounded like a great idea. Let's like, you know, let's put our best self forward, but now like maintaining social branding, like kind of being on top of everything is yeah, it, it's really easy to get overloaded and yeah. to really and it's <laughs> it's terrible because even for me, like someone who, and Minji too, someone who came of age into this age, like even now, like if I don't have my phone for a day, I feel like something's oh, missing. Oh, God. Right? And like... I bought, I bought a smartwatch. I'm pretty deep into this. <laughs> you are. You're like beyond us. This is what I'm saying. Like yeah. we, and you young people. I remember um, my first summer in college when I went to UCSD. I was taking summer sessions because like whatever. I didn't want to study abroad. I just want to take more classes. Graduate... I didn't graduate early. I took enough classes so that my last senior year was just full of nothing. Right. Strategy. Um, <laughs> like I took one class my last quarter and just like partied the whole time. Study um, But so I was staying at my friend's place. Like I was subletting and they had shut off their internet for the summer and I didn't feel like reactivating it because I was cheap. And so and I had no. It every well, day. and this was before, like, this was before smartphones were invented. Like, well, Blackberries were around, and like, so Palm you were Pilots. just disconnected then. Yeah, but like, I had like a, you know, a like a candy bar, Nokia phone. Um, there was no internet. There was no data. Did I you mean, have a Marvin keychain attached to it with a little bell on it? No. Okay, fine. That, what? That was just Minji. Full blown Asian. <laughs> well, there's Asian girls. <laughs> just wondering. Um. But I remember just even then feeling super disconnected because I couldn't check my email. Because like college was the first time I had broadband internet, right? Before there was all dial up and you know, the way your turn, everything was slow. And all of a sudden you had like access to internet all the time to like, you know, we didn't even have YouTube. Like what did we watch? 
We downloaded we were, like, actual watching videos. Real, real player, yeah, shitty we, streams. We would have to download files. And like download to watch. like. They're saying a lot of words that I don't know, and we I'm were, looking so confused. Remember when it took like half an hour to download like a half an hour TV program, and it was like 500 megabytes, and we we're like, "This is such great quality." Yeah, yeah. And there's like a what do you call it? A, a watermark on it, as right? Well. So even then, I felt like like kind of like I can't connect. So I had to, I had to go to the library every day just to use the internet there. I just think that that's like a, a symptom, like a, a precursor to the addiction that we know now. And it's like we don't know life another way now. And you don't know mm-hmm. life another way now. No. So coming back to kind of what I was saying, like all of like we 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 rode this wave that like got more intense as the years passed. And now we're up to our eyeballs. But you just like acclimated completely since yeah. like probably birth. Yeah. And it's not just like I can't get off social media. It's also the constant drive of if you want to get a job in this industry that's not right. paying well, you need eight internships, two fellowships, three jobs, and you have to pay for your own tuition or else you're privileged. You have to do all these different things. And yeah. it's, it's and you're very conscious of that. That's what those I, things. Yeah. So I feel like the, that environment has changed in terms of like what's required of you. Mm-hmm. I guess what was required of us, I think, was a little bit simpler. You had to have a good resume. You had to have some good part time. But it wasn't as layered, I feel, as mm-hmm. now. And on top of that... Even if it was, we weren't aware of it because it just the climate wasn't the same. Well, at the same yeah. time, the so the same. I think our situation is a little bit different than Lily's because Lily is a journalism major and she's looking to get into the there media are field. No well, jobs. I was, yeah, <laughs> there are <laughs> right? no jobs. Like when I came out, I was a, I was econ major, so I was looking for like business type jobs. I was public health, so I and, was yeah, nonprofit, and, but and still. entry level jobs there are a little bit like at least in 06 when when I came into the market economy they were more plentiful like i was surprised how easy it was to get a job yeah you know it was a really a different time but again that's kind of like what i was talking about you know what it is now um lily because i love you so deeply and i believe in you and just in general for all of us not just somebody coming out of college but i feel man okay i'm coming out like marvin's being very diplomatic and loving and wonderful but i was just feeling like shit last week mm-hmm. i couldn't i was just not in a good place and i couldn't muster up the energy like full disclosure i just couldn't i was like i need some space to like decompress i was really stressed out the last month um obviously things were moving you were part of it things were moving a million miles an hour and um yeah, it's just like mental health in general and yeah. taking care of yourself, self-care. But I feel like, I feel and I know, like quantifiably, we we do have a very fast-paced world. It's not going to slow down. So I feel like how we manage that, and I'm looking out for you and for all of us, is like it has to be a day. I, I believe it should be a daily management thing. Mm-hmm. How much time are you taking per day, literally? It's the same as brushing your teeth and you know, washing your face, take a break to like declutter your brain for a second yeah. because you're about to go out into the, like, <laughs> the way I'm like, I'm going into battle and I'm going to have all this stuff thrown at me. Not only my own personal goals and like the achievements that I want to do. I'm in entertainment. So God knows yeah. what that's going to be. It's never the same, but also just like, what am I going to see in the news? Yeah. It's terrible. And I'm not trying to be like a downer, but it's like, is there going to be a shooting? There was this fire in Oakland last week. What's happening in politics? And people are getting more active and vocal on each of those fronts. 
and the world of business, how everything's changing, blah, blah, blah. It can get so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that because that's really where I was last week and because, you know, you're about to take flight and I'm going to start crying. (laughs) But I really want, you know, the best success for people in general because Mm -hmm. I think we all interact with each other. Mm -hmm. But we all need more ASMR meditation in our lives. So Lily. For peace. Not here. No. No. Oh, it's a better boss. No. <laughs> it's just creepy. Have, I want to take off my headphones. Anybody have any paper to crinkle? No. I'll just rub my face. This has to I like page turning. You don't need to crinkle the paper. 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 I'm still trying to find my ASMR trigger. Like, I don't know. I don't feel tingles from whispering. Yeah. It's different for everybody. I like the rain. Yeah. Which I haven't had in, like, months. Oh, so. yeah. You're in the desert. It rained here, like... Not like it a bunch. audibly. Things just got wet. True. It's like misty. <laughs> we need the rain. Like the deserts miss the rain. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks for this. Sorry, Benji. Yay. Sorry, Benji. Now we're going to break out of the Lily's song like, now. I'm actually glad I'm leaving now. <laughs> Deuces. Bye. Bye. Minji, what's on, what's on your mind? I started reading Harry Potter. Yes. Harry Potter. Ter- Harry Potter. And Harry this is Potter. Hey, go. How are you sorted? What's your house? I, I don't know yet. I didn't take that quiz. Okay, you need to finish book one and then get sorted. Yeah, I'm halfway. I'm in stupid Gryffindor. You're I was so mad. I always thought I was a Ravenclaw. Ha uh-huh. ha. What's the... Okay. This this could have been segue from last time because part of my self-care is that I wanted... I, I've said this. I need to watch more things, but it really was me time and I couldn't think of anything more me time-esque than reading Harry Potter. No, that's great. That was... That got me through most of my childhood. Yeah? Yeah. I, it's free on Kindle now, so yeah. I literally have no excuse. Yeah, I was like already an adult when Harry Potter came out, so yeah. I didn't read that child. Stuff. Actually, when did it come out? It came out when I was high school, I think. So. I watched I watched the movie first. I watched the first two movies. Yeah, I so, saw the first movie before I started reading the books. My dad read it to me when I was younger. Oh, yeah, and then I do people do that anymore. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope they do. And I don't remember there's how it went but i think i saw the movie and then i started reading them and yeah it's a fun book it's so much it's, fun it's really great that literally i was like i need to go to another place i need to go to another world i mean technically it's the I, uk yes in like the 80s which to me is another world but no it's great and god i was so emotionally invested right off the bat because i was like i'm gonna smack dudley in the face this little mm-hmm. mofo mm-hmm. no it gets not just dudley but other characters get introduced when oh yeah like you hate like, them all five five gets worse five i feel like bad. i would not i would never go and read it all but it just seems like such an investment because it's nine books and they're all like ten thousand pages long seven, yeah don't they get longer books. as i go Isn't yeah book once one? you once you hit four it only goes up oh my and then seven God. goes down a little well four yeah. is the worst i remember when um um, the s- sixth book came out, and there's this big twist. Major character dies. Like the <gasps> yeah. Okay. And um, I don't know if you've seen the movies or not, or know what happens. So I don't. I, don't. Spoil I think it. I prefer. It's like it's um, like um, Walking Dead. You know what happens, but even if you was, don't watch it. <laughs> I was in college, and my friend, my roommate, was like a budding entrepreneur. Was running a um, Amazon reseller out of our garage. So our garage is full of books, and he got um, the Haplet Prince. I think two weeks in advance of street date. So he like was already done with it. Like the day he got it. Damn, bro. And he what? looks up to me and just says, beep dies. I'm like, how? Okay, thanks, no. dude. <laughs> how dare that person? That is a terrible thing to do. Somebody. Well, I asked him why he was like, why are you crying? 
And like, I, oh. I, I wasn't super into it. So I was like, you're such a baby. But it's such a <laughs> no, jerk move. I cried move. so much throughout oh. the series. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm frightened now. No, well I cried everything, so it's fine. It's yeah. normal. Everyone That's dies. it's gonna take a long time for me just because I'm only doing it in small increments. Basically, when I'm in bed and I have ten minutes before I pass out, mm. um, before I do my meditation, like I get sleepy. I'm like, all right, time to meditate. I can't read anymore. Go. <laughs> but um, it's really fun, and it's fun to feel like I'm part of society. <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny to to be disconnected and everyone has all these references and it's its own little special version of FOMO, mm-hmm. um, which usually I don't really care about. I've come to terms with the fact that I don't watch most things <laughs> that the masses watch. Yeah, it's fine. But this is a fun <laughs> get. What's your like? So that was your was that like your childhood? Oh, yeah. Book. Yeah. Series. Like, I remember going to midnight premiere of fourth movie onwards. OK. And getting the seventh book. And yeah. <laughs> what was your childhood book? Yeah. Or like series or whatever. Oh, it was Star Wars. Oh, OK. Mm. You reading? Mm. I read so much Star Wars. The Expanding Universe. That was like a series. Ask me about Mara Jade. They're still going on, aren't uh, they, the books? I don't know. Isn't that like Rogue One? Ask me about Jason and Gina Solo and their little brother, Anakin Solo, who dies. I don't know these things. <laughs> Mine were a combination of Babysitter's Club, Beverly Cleary, and Roald Dahl. Those three authors like ruled my world hmm. as a child. And as a I child. didn't realize, huh? Oh, well, Star Wars is more like preteen to teen. Yeah. So like, because obviously it's like the thing that you're like really, really loyal to. And then you, I don't know. As a child? Mm. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z? Or? Mm, Dragon Ball the, the manga. Oh, okay. Oh. Mm. So you're an anime. I see. I never got into oh, anime. I was in, okay. Wait, if we're going back. Before Harry Potter was um, the Magic Treehouse. If you have like small kids in your life, you have to read them the series. It. That's one of the reasons why I love reading. But basically, these two kids who love to read get like special magic library cards and they go into their treehouse and their treehouse like travels between time and space. That's awesome. And it's really fun. That's a really cool. Yeah. I love it. So that was my childhood. That's kind of like our magic school bus. I didn't really read that. You didn't read Magic School I was Bus? reading Babysitter's Club, learning about entrepreneurship, okay? I, I was learning about Skype. Running, running, running a business. I watched Magic School Bus. But no, you have to watch it. I, I audio listened to Wrinkle in Time like last year. I never read or listened to that It's book. very, very... There's a movie coming out. I'll just watch that. I mean, it's like Interstellar, but for children. Mm-hmm. It's very... I was like, wow. I, I don't think... I think all this would have like gone way over my head as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like the Tesseract and the, you know, all the... Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, I read a lot of science fiction growing up. So a lot of that stuff like... And then watching a lot of anime too where they kind of have a lot of... Some might say complex, some might say like kind of bullshitty, like convolutedness. Um, but but like, you wouldn't. Stuff like no, I mean, stuff like that, yeah, like I'd be totally into like the lore and things like that. Like um, I read a lot of Michael Crichton like when I was in high school and even preteen. College, I got um, into Dan Brown, man. <laughs> Dude, Angels and Demons, man. That I read that in like less than two days. That doesn't happen that often. Mm. Nice. Maybe that's very revelatory of what kind of person I am. I guess. Conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Art. I Travel. Haven't, I haven't read a Dan Brown book. Um, I've heard things. So I don't know if I'll like None? it or not. None? No. Zero? Oh, no. Same. The Da yeah. Vinci Code? You never read it? I heard he's not a good writer. 
It's just, it's the storytelling. It's like you get sucked in and you have to know what the hell happens. Mm. Which I think, again, you can define good writing in different ways. It's not pure surprise, but it's definitely entertaining. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're just like, Ugh. and I honestly learned a lot about Europe and, you know, what do you call it? The Knights Templar and all these oh, like, yeah. it's really cool mm. to me. I was like, that's so cool. I love like Indiana Jones. Like I love that mm. stuff. Oh, Ava- unrelated, but Avatar: Last Airbender, another defining series of my childhood. Oh, uh, my little brother was into that. that I think. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what's on Harry my Potter. mind? Yeah, what's yeah, on your mind? topic? Oh. What's on my mind is, I think I'm getting old, guys. I don't know. No, I, I think I might be old because I got sick for the first time this year, this week after Ooh. our um, after our. So a uh, collaboration had a um, director's retreat in Las Vegas this past weekend where all the directors came together from all the different cities and started talking about 2017, the year that will definitely be better than this year. And yes, it will. It better. <laughs> We're manifesting. And yeah, I got real sick on Monday and Tuesday. I, like, I usually don't get sick. When, How sick? I, Were you sick at Conan? Like, Were you... I was starting okay. to recover. I recover quickly. Okay. But like that night, like Sunday night, I was like, my throat was killing me. Oh, damn. Yeah. So Marvin became me. Yeah. <laughs> I was this fine. is how you can tell because like, um, you know how like when you kind of, when you kind of have a fever, you're like, you get super sweaty at night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I got super sweaty. So yeah. sweaty. That's, I don't want to think about that. Not need to know that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I came to the revelation that maybe I'm not as young as I think I am. Oh, no. Did you ever think you were young? I was a fellow young person. The magic you of fellow young, young person yeah. is gone if you admit that you're not a fellow young person. Okay, we could turn this into the health topic because I got this super amazing vitamin C ginseng thingy <laughs> oh from Korea that has saved my life this whole year. And let's be real, you guys. Everyone who listened, what, episodes... One through <laughs> fifty-two <laughs> knew that every two weeks I was sick. Oh damn! It's uh, true. It was really bad. Everyone's yeah. like, you can "Go to the hospital." It's really bad. Um, and no, but it's amazing because I felt a little under the weather at Vegas, and then I took two of them. It was also freezing there. Not freezing. I it was, was like wearing. Cold. It was cold. Not to be. I'm not, I was wearing like a romper that I was wearing less clothing than you. So, well, you were outside <laughs> more than me. I was. Inside dancing to EDM. Yeah. Um, no. I had the rescue Lily from the club. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just, no. It's not her environment. Never it's like, again. This is how Lily and I are complete no. polar opposites. I deal with it. It's not that I enjoyed that, that mess, but I just like, I'm like, I'm going to get through. I'm going to deal with this for five minutes. Mm. And then I got through. And then I'm like, ah. no. I texted me and she's like, Lily's not happy. I'm going to take her outside before she murders someone. <laughs> I was so damn close to killing someone. Thank you. We should have thought about that better. <laughs> it's fine. But no, I'm, I'm glad everybody came out. And uh, yeah. it sucks that you got sick. It's all right. But you're not young anymore. No, I'm not. <laughs> I did learn a new word this past week. So extra. Is that new? Or is that like I have old? not used that phrase. Is that something... Oh God! They're you both looking at em- me. Employed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give a good definition, but I know. Yeah, when do kind of when to use it? <laughs> I, it from, I can kind of contextually I'm, place that. I learned like, it from Christy because she used it on Twitter. I was like, "What is that?" Adding at Christy <laughs> oh, line. What no. is that? <laughs> oh no! When what was her is this use? new young person slang? <laughs> I must learn it. Okay, now you're being. Extra. My head hurts. 
you guys. <laughs> we constructed a new podcast. Um, so um, we went to go watch Conan on Monday. Interned it um, out. And then um, so Aubrey, <coughs> former intern Aubrey and I have a new podcast we're developing called uh, Aubrey teaches Marvin slang. Yeah. Every week we'll learn a new yeah. slang phrase, which I will have to use in a sentence yep. and in conversation. Yep. Mm. Yep. Correctly. It's Coming gonna, soon. No, it doesn't matter. Correctly. It's going to be fire. It. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. We're going to call it AP Lit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Coming soon. I might stay in LA just to help with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. If, if that works, then sure. No, okay, but I constantly have this thing because um, it was funny when I first entered collaboration. I was what was two thousand nine. I was in my early mid twenties, and there's always this generational tension. It's part of the whole life cycle of everything that out with the old, in with the new. But older generations have a hard time letting go because they have created foundation and they've dedicated a lot of time and energy, but at some point we learned this very thoroughly in entertainment and collaboration is like you need to <laughs> what you're saying is no longer relevant a little <laughs> bit um but it's i don't know there was just so much of that when i first got into the collab because i was like what okay we need to change this up a little bit like <laughs> i had a little bit of that attitude now i'm on the <laughs> other end now of we're it, like now. what is what is what, what is ratchet <laughs> That's a Marvin saying. I'm not saying that. Is this ratchet? <laughs> Have th- you always been like that? Though? Would this be ratchet? Oh my god! Stop it. Because I need to know what is ratchet. <laughs> but this is my thing. Okay, I'm gonna put this out there just because we have so many. They, we have older generation folks that we work with very closely. We're friends within the Asian American community. I think we just need to stop with all the like you're not you're not cool thing we're cool, you're cool. There's always that. I'm calling it out because I'm getting older. I, I experience it. I feel the vibes where the young people are like, oh, that's funny. You think that that's cool? <laughs> and it's a little bit of this like douche douche lord, you know, I entitled. lean into it though. Like if you're going to treat me like a dad, I will dad it up. Oh, no. Marvin's totally great. He, you'd be my secret weapon. But I'm I just saying. I embarrass you. To properly collaborate, we need to confirm. Need to, <laughs> yes, Lily knows this more than pro- me lately. He's more my uncle, but still. Uncle Marv. Uncle are we Marv. getting lit today? Oh, my God. <laughs> where, anyway. Where are, the, where are the fleeks? Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. But I think that... Excuse me, sir. Are there any fleeks here? <laughs> there needs to be some, like, cross-generational collaboration is what I'm saying. I think it's just understanding, like, the... It's I hate you. It's it's like a stereotype or a trope, right? The older generation thinks the younger generation are full of idiots, or they're just and misguided because you see a lot of them like they're yeah. like, oh, so many YouTube hits. That means it's great. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> don't do that. You know, they don't know. And then the younger generation thinks the older generation's out of touch, or you just don't understand, man. This is how it is. <laughs> and that is exactly how my mental voice sounds and all the time. <laughs> it's, even now, like we're still dealing with it within our generation, like. Lily's kind of on the like the younger end of millennial, right? We're on the older end. Yes. And you we, are older than me. We've had to deal with kind of the the most Shade. like the the brunt of the boomer generation thing we're all useless millennials like for a long time, right? I think um what's kind of good about you being on the tail end is you're coming into a world where they're going to have to start retiring because they're all dying, right? <laughs> So it might not be as (laughs) (laughs) or as we've had we've had to deal with, you know, like people that we should be replacing, not leaving. 
because but, but, people are living longer. People are working harder because they can't retire. Well, business models yeah. are changing so much. And so I love yeah. how all this is coming back to like, let's all give Lily advice on our last <laughs> Yay. day slash podcast. But yeah, no, it's totally true. And I, I feel like if you can take ownership of the fact that you are the young new mind, but also glean from older generations, regardless of like if they're not in trend right now, they still have a lot of experience. And that's I feel like now that I'm entering that middle part, I feel like I, I might have missed out in my entitled when I was younger <laughs> because I kept having this attitude that um, whatever they said was a little bit irrelevant. I, it's just a brat maybe. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, I didn't mean I that mean, in a jerk way, but I just kind of like wondered like are, what is what they're saying relevant right yeah. now? And it's advice that like, you know, everyone always tells you find mentors, right? They don't have to be like your close, like your Obi-Wan or something, but s- find people who are willing to just give advice. Find people willing to help you out and really take what they say into like kind of account because people in general like to give advice, right? We're we're all we all crave legacy, right? But also um, make sure that they have that they're worthy of giving. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> just the, the, any the, old yeah, person. Just, I mean, find. Are they on fleek? <laughs> find an on point mentor. <laughs> I mean, find someone who's willing to like kind of give you the time. Mm-hmm. Right to like. I never did that. I rarely did that. I yeah, need to do that. And it's something well, that. I got you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's something that you know I I can think of maybe two or three people that I consider my mentors mm-hmm. that I probably haven't don't talk to as much as I, I treat them like parents kind of I just I talk to them when I need them. She literally put a caption of like mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know that when I do when we do catch up, it's like kind of I let them know what I've been up to and they like give advice. So. It's um, it's important to have. You're gonna be on fleek. It's gonna be lit. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be lit. And that concludes our Lily advice, career advice, uh, roundtable. Yay! <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break and come back and talk about uh, Disney's newest non-princess. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this episode 97 of the Collabcast. This podcast, of course, is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of our Asian American creative communities. You can learn more about Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org, where you can find out more about our programs as well as check out our digital content offerings, including blog articles, videos, and podcasts like this one. As always, Collaboration is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we are accepting year-end donations to help us with our 2017 programs. If you'd like to support our programs, including our local talent discovery showcases, as well as this podcast, please visit collaboration.org donate. Any assistance is greatly appreciated and is 100% tax deductible. The Collabcast is also a part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts and podcasters from the Asian American community. Learn more about The Collective as well as our member podcast by going to podcastpotluck.com. There's a lot of great programming there. And if you like what you hear from this podcast, please check out the other great programming from Potluck. Every week, I like to highlight one of our fellow Potluck podcasts. And this week, I wanted to direct your attention to Books and Boba. Books and Boba is another podcast that I host and produce along with my co-host Riva Yu, another former guest of The Collabcast. 
Books and Boba is a book club podcast uh, featuring books written by Asian and Asian American authors. Each month we assign and read a new book and then we gather to talk about it on our podcast at the end of every month. In addition, we also have mid-month episodes where we go over book news related to Asian American authors and publishers, as well as discuss the burning topics of the literary world. Again, you can learn more about Books and Boba as well as the other Potluck podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. And that'll do it for this week's break. Thanks again for listening, and let's get you back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back to the Collabcast, episode 97. 97, Minji. 97. We've been doing this almost two years. Almost two years to the date where we had a giant fight and then we recorded our first podcast. (laughs) Ah. The lovely fond is memories that, I have. Is that how most things happen in collab? You guys sometimes get into a fight and then you guys create something amazing. Only the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marvin. You are joined by Minji Chang and our intern. Don't speak for me. <laughs> I can make a fight out of anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. I'm Marvin. You are joined by. Oh no no no! I was just kidding. That's what I thought. Minji Chang. This is our dynamic. It's like, <laughs> I, I know I can mess with Marm. Joined by our intern for today, yep, Lily Rugo. One more Hi. day. One day more. Oh, God. No, we can't afford <laughs> to pay anyone for rights. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not good. I know. I got thrown off by Les Mis. Uh, <laughs> but Lily isn't leaving us. She is going back to Boston, where she is rejoining the Boss Collaboration Boston team. Yes. She is the associate director there, and uh, we're looking forward to working with her still. Hashtag make make Eric proud. Yes. (laughs) Eric Nam is the Collaboration Boston founder, FYI. 60% of the reason why I joined Collab Boston. No big deal. Okay. MBT. You've had it down to the number. (laughs) It's actually more like (laughs) 61.7, but we'll round it down. But I wanted to make a really quick announcement um, that I didn't make during the break. Um, Episode 100 is happening the week of New Year. What? And since it's happening then, I think it's a good time to institute a new tradition. Um, It's going to be our end of year super cast. I need to come up with a better name for it. So just like get like... All the people that you know in a room with a mic. Well, it's gonna kind be of. yeah, it's gonna be oh. a live podcast that we're gonna shoot um, at a secret location. Where we're gonna invite our f- most favorite guests, and we're gonna come together and put together a spot list of the top moments of 2016. Because we want to keep it posy here at the Collabcast. Um, we don't want to dwell on all the shitty stuff that's happened. So let's you know, end the year. In a positive note, talking about the good things that happened this year. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of good things that happened. It's gonna be Thursday on December 29th. Uh it's gonna be uh, we're gonna aim to start around 3 p.m. and go till about let's say 6 p.m. ish. And go eat all the things. Yeah, it'll be a um you know good kind of happy hour type of wow. show. Happy show. hours. Yeah. Um so stay tuned for that. More information will be coming out soon, but it's gonna be we're going to do a big for 100 since we didn't really do anything for 50. Yeah, we should. That's, oh my gosh, I can't, like, and now I'm reflecting. Yay. Yay. Anyways, let's talk about Minji's current obsession. What's gotten her through. <laughs> I'm out, guys. The, no. uh, the last few, last week, week really. <laughs> no, last few weeks. Last two weeks, yeah. I feel like since Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
Well, even before that, let's be real. It's been like a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, the new Disney movie Moana came out Thanksgiving week and has since um, burrowed its way deep into Minji's heart. And by doing that into my freaking eardrums. No, okay. <laughs> Keep it real. I'm gonna break it, burst in a song. I don't know. You want me to start gushing so that everyone can make fun of me? <laughs> well, okay, it let's. Jerks. Is there a spoiler-free version to this? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, let's just talk about how. Um, I guess so. This is a movie made by the directors of Aladdin, Aladdin. and Little Mermaid, um, and I guess let's just get the kind of. Um, not negative, but more of the kind of more complicated stuff out of the way first before we get into like the gushing part of it, which is, which you know, is? Um, again, it's a bunch of white dudes making a story, borrowing from like a culture that's not See, technically theirs. I don't feel theirs. that at all. Maybe that's, I, maybe, yeah. Right. So let's get that out no, of the I way right now. Um, yeah. Because... I mean, for us especially, since we're not of Pacific Islander descent or something, like it's not something that um, we have a personal connection to. But I think the closest thing for me is like when they did Mulan, right? Yeah. And even now, when they're doing the live action Mulan, you know, there's now this kind of anxiety, right, for them to get it, not just get it right, but do it justice. Right. Right. So I think. There's a lot of arguments either way. No one's ever going to be really happy, 100% happy, right? There's always going to be reps, sweats. There's always going to be people that aren't happy because See, it's not. I want to gaslight that, but. though. I feel like we have come a long way with our, uh, with the whole diversity conversation and very rapidly. Like, yes, I've been massively stressed out and bummed about XYZ thing, but, and I, I rant about that, but at the end of the day, I feel really optimistic and I feel like all of this is part of that process to further refine the conversation as need be. And the funny thing is they started this project four years ago. Right. So they created this thing called the Oceanic, uh, the Oceanic Story Trust, which is a panel of, um, I guess, cultural anthropologists, historians to kind of make sure that the story team got the beats as accurate as possible. Because they made right. this story. This is not a spoiler alert. It's just like they, this is not, from what I've gathered, and I looked it up, I Googled a lot, um, but it's not an existing legend that they like translated into this Disney format. It's not like Pocahontas. Oh, I thought was, Maui was. Maui was, was but like okay. Moana yeah. as a, as oh, a, as okay. a non-princess. It, that story, they, they created that story okay. um, to pay homage to right. this culture, so these cultures. There's this really great article that was on Medium. I forgot who it was written by. Um, but talking about how, as a person of Pacific Iron descent, um, watching it, like, that, I think, and this is where I want to get at. It's like, it's okay to enjoy the movie for what it is while still kind of acknowledging the parts where it could have done better or um, they're saying how... Like, as a story of a young girl who, like, you know, finds herself and, like, overcomes odds without the need of, you know, it's a very empowering story. It succeeds in that. In the part where, like, it represents Pacific Islander culture, like, it's a, it's a portion of that. Like, they borrow very heavily from Maori and they use it. It's like Polynesian yeah. culture. And, you know, even then, like, Polynesian culture is very vast. Like, there's a lot of, like, different cultures in within that. It's valid to say that why does why does Maui have to be like a fat guy, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a big issue because you know um, obesity and diabetes and health problems with body weight is a huge problem within the, the Polynesian community, right? 
And so that is valid. Why did he have to be kind of um, like a, because also, and I'm, I'm not saying this to trash, I'm just saying these are like things that as someone familiar with the story, right, the stories, right, Maui was seen, was always a hero, uh, but then this portrayal of him was kind of more of like a narcissist, and that kind of bugged this writer too. But in the end, the writer still said that it was an enjoyable movie and that it's worth watching. Mm. Right? That's just like, honestly, I'm learning a lot. I'm, and not to invalidate how that writer feels, I think when it's just, I've seen this from movie making and TV show making, you have to kind of hyperbolize people a little bit or make stories compelling by taking a characteristic and kind of exaggerating it a little bit. It doesn't, but that only as a means to show the humanity more. If, if yeah, I mean, this might be a spoiler. It's just like you wouldn't know Maui that well if you didn't kind of get thrown a little by his the bigness of his character, you know? Right. So from a storytelling standpoint, would he, he been as compelling as, as a character if you downplayed or made him more normal, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Because Maui was, Maui's pretty much like the Polynesian's Hercules. Yeah. Right. So why couldn't he be more like Hercules? Like, I guess that was what they were saying. Like, the Maui that they grew up with is not what was portrayed. What was portrayed was kind of a bumbling, more kind of, more gregarious type of dude. But, like, it's like (laughs) imagining, (laughs) like, say, like, if, if they did, if the Mulan that they had pitched um, in that screenplay that they're not going to do anymore was the Mulan that they did for, animated series right, right. If, if they john smith the animated series they put a freaking eddie murphy dragon in there and okay? that was they kind of, had, yeah yeah if, if they had done this if they had done that now that would have been like yeah again yeah no i'm right. i'm not invalidating what this person and i'm not polynesian i'm not of yeah. that culture so with that caveat i was i'm just saying like you know were you mad about you need, the eddie murphy <laughs> i didn't i mean like were you too young <laughs> yeah he was just a Show funny dragon <laughs> i love mushu am i not supposed to <laughs> Wait. See, but like, if you made that in in 2016 context, there'd be a, like there'd be articles all about that. Yeah. Like, why did you insert that? The sassy black dragon. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's to add a, a big star name. Like, I would break it down and be like, first of all, it's Eddie Murphy. Right. And so you have this. You have this kind of, of you know with, with anything uh-huh. that has to do with. I think that a big thing with this is a revolt against Disney as a like corporate giant who creates money out of other people's cultures. Right. Like. German folklore, whatever. That's always been kind of the the double sides of Disney. And I don't want to bring this to like how should we support our media because you no know, Disney does create also create great messages for 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 people, right? Yeah, but like I think that there's value in the critiques, whatever. Like to what degree anybody who reads or uh, absorbs that critique is going to take them. Who knows if that critique is going to reach Disney and what they're going to do with that? On the flip side. I want to praise the hell out of this movie because they did more due diligence, they did more research, and they created a trust to pass by every detail of every cost, every element of the island design, the colors, the to get uh, at least an okay. And there were pushbacks on several things that they presented them, like "Hey, you guys, woo, hey," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Nope." You know, have they ever done that to that extent? I'm, I'm pretty sure don't know all their processes <laughs> but i know that didn't happen with mulan mm-hmm. i'm sure that did not happen nobody passed by the french board of whatever for beauty and the beast no one went to sleep germany and like passed by sleeping beauty you know what i'm saying like that's true oh, she's german this, anyway yeah this leads to my other like well this is a, a tangent but 
I don't know if I brought this up before. Mm-hmm. I probably did. But if Beauty and the Beast took place in France, why does Bill have a British accent? <laughs> because so British is always the default refined, like, oh, you know. Why is, and it's Emma why Watson, is everyone British in this French movie? That is every movie. That is not just Disney. That is Shouldn't literally. they be like, oh, I am, I am Belle. Oh, I am Belle. Je suis Belle. Like, whatever. <laughs> Guys, they're both making eye contact with me so when they right? do these accents. Um, <laughs> do you approve, Lily? Do you approve? Do you get what we're saying? No, and, and like I, I do agree. Like um, Disney and by extension ABC, which Disney owns, has done more than any other studio in terms of diversity and right. diversifying their their programming. Right? They're they're actively reaching out, and I think this is what kind of gets lost. Like it's so easy to, easy to hate on Disney as a corporation because, like, as anyone who's ever worked in entertainment industry before, especially on the consumer product side, Disney is ruthless they are like they are the walmart of the the world yeah (laughs) um but it's you know it's they have the ability to do that because they people want what they have what they like they have star wars they have marvel they have all their princesses like and it's kind of cool in a way and also a little bit scary they're reaching out to find more stories to tell and you know you look at their catalog and even Mulan, like most of the characters were played by Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Ming Na, mm-hmm. it was um, what's his face? B.D. Long was Shang. Yeah, oh, right. George so, Takei was one. You know, of them. besides Wushu, you know. James Han is it? Oh, James Han. George Takei, no James Han. No Takei Chifu, was Chifu was James Han or something. Han. Takei was the Chief? oldest ancestor. He was the one who woke up Mushu. Oh right, right, yeah. right. I've seen this movie so many times. But yeah, Chifu yeah, yeah. was Dustin Hoffman. Like let's Pumpu Panda's whole other thing. No, no, no. Chifu is the guy, the guy, the pointy. Oh. Oh, yeah. The Fa family. That guy. Oh, that's, that's James Hong. James yeah, Hong, that's yeah. That's definitely James Hong. Yeah, he was in it. Um, Love him. Ming Na's the only one that mattered, though. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And Leah Salonga. Leah Salonga was her voice. voice. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. And, and so, I, I mean, praise where praises do. Like, they've made a lot of effort. And even if it was to cover their butts. Right to like kind of have this. I don't this. feel that it was though. It, it I mean, even if you t- like, even if you take the cynical kind of view, that it's to cover their butts. At least they had the the wherewithal the force, too, yeah. right? Because a lot of people wouldn't. Now they know? have set a precedent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, that's what I really. That's I, I'm being very resolute and believing. Maybe I'm being too Disney, like wishing upon a star <laughs> kind of thing. But I, I, I think with the success of it also, see, this is coupled with not only the fact that they did all this research and went to the extremes that they did, but the fact that it paid off. Right. Literally, it's paying off that there is this really great appreciation for the beautiful, beautiful, for the beautiful art that they made and this great story that was told in such a grandiose, like, you know, it, it, Everyone that that I've talked to just said they they appreciate how much they appreciate this culture now. Mm-hmm. These cultures that, you know, you just think of Hawaii, you think of vacation. You don't think of where the people come and how they, you know, were thriving in these islands and et cetera, et cetera. And the love that they have for their land and all this stuff like through this one cartoon movie. Granted, mm-hmm. it's not the end all be all, but that's the power of Disney. It reaches so many more people it's, than... It's definitely another cartoon for people to grow up with. I was thinking a while ago of all the Asian American cartoons I grew up with. And yeah, Mulan and Avatar top the list. And then um, American Dragon Jake Long is up there. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, Lilo. Lilo and Stitch is up there. There's one, uh, the Jackie Chan one I was talking about. And now for like other little kids, they're going to have Moana. Yeah. 
It's funny. I mean, I'm a grown woman, but I feel like Moan just blew Ariel out of the water. And I thought, no, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, right. Cause she's a mermaid and mermaids live <laughs> in water. I didn't mean to do that. Shut but, up, Ned. <laughs> but like, okay. I never thought that Good the one. little mermaid could be replaced in my heart of hearts growing up with oh, yeah. that. But I also like that they but have this new generation. Like, Let's be real. I mean, the past few princesses, right? Like Moana. Even Elsa and Anna, to some extent, like they didn't, they're creating stories where, and I don't, I never watched Princess and the Frogs, so I don't know if that's the case, but you have a bunch of like heroines who save themselves, really, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Like they don't have to wait on that's Prince really Charming yes. or like, who was the Little Mermaid Prince? Prince Eric. Eric? Yeah. I mean, he, was, said that simultaneously. he, he was a nice boy. <laughs> But she should not have given up her entire voice and <laughs> betrayed her father. So for do you a think they should? Um, do you think they should update that for the new Little Mermaid? I think the classics will be the classics. I don't think we need. Also, to they're going that. with the original tale, so who knows what? That's going even on more there. depressing. I know. So they she could, kills herself. Could at get, the she end. kills herself. Yeah, this could get really bad re- really fast. All of those, all the Grimm's fairy tales are su- are grim. They yeah. are very. That's why they're Disneyfied. They're very. Well, they're cautionary tales. You yeah. Know? yeah. Don't follow weird ladies into huts. <laughs> they eat you. The sea witch is never going to be your friend, homegirl. She's trying to, sw- like, she's swindling you, okay? Even the, original from Snow- you. Even the original Snow Queen story was pretty dark. Yeah. All of that. Cinderella's hella nasty. Like, she's, they're cutting off toes and stuff to fit yeah. that, that slipper. I'm sorry. Plastic surgery reference? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm not. But, you know, very foreboding. Um, but okay, just Moana in general, I, I think mainly women, but I think all, everybody can relate to it. And mm-hmm. it's a very <sighs> it like. It's such a perfect time in my life. Yeah. And there's, it's a very. The message in it is kind of like be who you're meant to be. Like all. Of, yeah. I think a know. lot of Disney movies are those messages. That's what I felt from be Mulan. Be yourself. Sorry. Yeah. Is it though? Like, it's your destiny. I feel like Disney also has like conflicting messages sometimes, right? Absolutely. Like, Wreck It Ralph was about like, you can't, oh, well, uh, if you be yourself, then you will be, be a better, the best version of yourself. Whereas Utopia was more like, like, don't be, uh, don't be what other people think you are, right? That makes sense. But the, well, it depends on how you categorize the Disney movies. There's the, the princess reign and then there's the computer generated like wreck it ralph big hero six and then there's like old school no one talks about it because it's racist disney and then there's um disney channel movies and tv shows and things like that so it's true it's hard to lump it all like into just like big ass disney true. i mean wreck it ralph was the like you have the disney animated movie every year right yeah yeah but i don't know still don't watch fighting dory that's cute. That's Pixar. But Pixar is owned by Disney? Yes. Owned by Disney, but they have a different like... They're their own studio. They're their uh, own like kind of timeline. They do what they want. Okay. Yeah. My kind bad. Of. My bad. But the, the new Disney movies are all like, especially the animated ones, are all like helmed by John Lasseter, right? Who came Probably. from Pixar. Yeah, John so. Lasseter. That's why I, yeah. in my yeah. head it equates it. But fun fact, I found out yesterday, Lily, that I wanted to tell you that when they it took four years for them to make Moana from start to finish and they had brought on Lin-Manuel before Hamilton. Oh, they got so, him. They got yeah. him. Oh. They got him when he was in the middle of writing it. They had no oh. idea what the end product was going to be. Yeah. They had no idea it was going to be such a hit. Which I, I love knowing stuff like isn't that cool? Yeah, so cool. <sighs> so you take your chances on you know you believe in 
To be fair, he'd already won a Tony. Yeah, but he still, got, I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, and that's that's in that world. But like, he's this like international phenomenon yeah. now, and that's pretty cool that it coincides with that so well that they, you know, believed in that to be magical on its own. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing. And those songs, like, that's what made me cry so much. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, I want you to watch it tomorrow. Take me. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's also great that like Mulan, the characters were all voiced by. Like people of Pacific Islander descent, mm-hmm. yeah. You know all the speaking characters, yeah. Except hey, hey, the chicken was Alan Tudyk, but he's kind yeah. of he's, the chicken talks. No, no he's but he's a, he's a he's a character. <laughs> yeah, Alan Tudyk's now he's now been in like all the animated Disney movies. Has like the, he? Yeah, he he was the um the Duke of Weaselton Weselton in um in Frozen. He oh. was the weasel in Zootopia, and now he's hey hey. Was he the weasel? Yeah. I didn't know that. I played the sloths because they were the best part of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> they are very bizarre looking. Yeah, they're weird animals. Mm. I love them because of Ice Age. Sid <laughs> the sloth. Ray Romano. Oh, that was a sloth? No, that's John Leguizamo. Ray Romano plays the mammoth. He plays oh. Manny the mammoth. <laughs> Sid the sloth was John Leguizamo. And then I've never watched Ice Age. The, it's so good. Watch the first one and then stop. You yeah. Don't, you don't need to yeah, see the other. Yeah, that's how I feel about Land Before Time, too. Yeah, pretty much. Once you start oh, seeing your own, then no. Oh. Have you watched Land Before Time? Yes, yeah, Little Dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah. And have you watched uh, An American Tale? Which one? Like Fifel Goes West? No. No, that's part two. Those I know, are, that's part two. mice, right? Yeah, okay. but they're both really great. And okay. the thing is, I didn't realize is they're Russian immigrants. Mm-hmm. They're Russian oh. mice coming to America. I thought they were Polish. Mouskowitz? Are they Polish? I swear to God, they're Russian. Because mm. it's Anya and, yeah, they're Russian. They're not Polish. Anyways, Fifel Mouskowitz. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's, oh, now I have to watch that. <laughs> okay, we're not getting to Harry Potter for a really long time. They're gonna be busy I've actually, so I've also never seen The Rescuers. Stop it. I think I saw Rescuers Down Under when I was really I've young. I've never seen oh, the, Wouldn't the stop crying. I've yeah. never seen The Aristocats. Oh. Well, that's kind of, no. I mean, that's I've not seen necessary. Oliver and Company, though. Cute. I was about to say, did you watch Oliver and Company? That was good. Why should I worry? <laughs> Who was that, Billy Joel? Billy Joel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dude. What else have I not seen? One of my favorite Disney movies that a lot of people have, don't, haven't watched is Sword in the Stone. Oh, I've seen that's that. old. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I like it. Yeah, like total underdog, little Mr. King Arthur. <laughs> He's the funniest little doofus it's ever. A really I love him. It's kind of a slow burn movie, though. No, it's, it's not, not as in like... my opinion. Archimedes, <laughs> the owl. Well, I mean, compared to like hilarious. compared to movies like kids' movies these days, like it moves well, yeah. a lot slower. It's like Bambi. Like Bambi, if you show Bambi's a kid now, way slower. Than if you show a kid Bambi now, they'll like get bored. In, like, I would fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I would. But like, I love Thumper. But <laughs> no, the Sword in the Stone is not that slow. But it's so good. Merlin is hilarious. Like he, you're you're Merlin. Marvin is Merlin. You're like the grumpy old man who's like. <laughs> Can we end the podcast that way? We have to figure out what Disney character we are. I'm old. <laughs> you're old in your soul. <laughs> your soul has a beard. I'm a young person. <laughs> oh. I am. You're Dumbledore. <laughs> That's a great character. That'd be great to be Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah. Dumbledore. He's like the all fearing. No, all feared. I don't know. I don't know how to English it. <laughs> what? What's your Disney character? Well, on my annual pass i am um what's his face you guys get annual pass. who's the fox character from zootopia oh nick, nick. i'm nick 
Are you? That's how Marvin perceives himself. That's how. Okay. That's and Nixon, cool. you're you're Judy. I am kind. Of, I am very Judy. Hmm. But that's not. I put myself as Moana. Can't be that. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. I'm saying that she's the one I relate to absolutely the most. Before that, it was Mulan. Mm. And now it's her. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler, baby. <laughs> what about you, Lily? Tiana. Aww. Tiana or Mulan. I know which. Yeah. Those are good ones. Yeah. Why? Um, well, okay. Mulan was basically because like everyone told me I had to be Mulan because I was Asian. I was like, all right, she's not like You're of assigned. the princesses. It's not terrible, but I want to be what I want. And then um, I just really like Tiana's worth work ethic, and I thought she has the best solo Disney princess song. I said it. <laughs> Almost there is better than Let It Go. Oh, but now you got to watch Moana, though, and then we'll, we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk after. Yeah. Why are you Nick? Because I'm a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Midge and I both face palmed. <laughs> I made this very clear like 10 seconds ago. Oh, very succinct. Very nice. Uh, I'm on my journey. <laughs> I know who I am. And that'll do it for this episode <laughs> of the Collabcast. Uh, episode 97. Bye, Los Angeles. Is done. Oh, Lily no. is done. I'm out. She's out. Visit Lily out. Boston. Where yes. can people find your work, Lily, if they want to keep tabs on your um, budding can, journalism Can I say empire? the name of my blog? Sure. All right. Uh, if you just Google this bitch blog, I should be the first or second hit. It's on Medium. And I feature kick-ass women, including an exclusive interview with Christine Chen. That Ooh. just went up yesterday. Exclusive. Very cool. Yeah. I'm also on Twitter at Lily underscore Rugo. Awesome. And as always, you can follow me at Marvin Yue and Minji at Minjizi with four E's. That's Twitter. I don't go on it. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. two E's. Keep you guessing. Um, if you ever want to send us an email, you can send it to us at podcast at collaboration.org. Uh, you can send us questions suggestions comments or just nice thank you letters tell Notes us of appreciation tell us which disney character you are send me job applications and we will not judge <laughs> uh, you can also subscribe to us on itunes stitcher google play music and wherever podcasts are found through our rss feeds and if you leave us a rating and review on itunes that would be greatly appreciated um, thanks again to timothy john for use of his song stubborn uh, for this week's intro and outro um, as always, a part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Check out podcastpotluck.com for more Asian American podcasts that you might like. And now let's do it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for episode 98. It's getting close. Have a good week, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. But I don't want you to go. Oh. Hot luck. Hot luck.